Uh, my sister introduced <laughs> me to this guy, his friend of hers, 30 years ago, who uh, evidently was a hairdresser. And yeah. he he just he sort of ran across the room screaming at waving his hands, going, Who did this to you? And his point was my head had a problem. James earns millions from internet marketing. Tim's got millions of questions. Welcome to Freedom Ocean. Now jump on in. Welcome back, listeners, to your favorite online internet marketing podcast. I am one of your hosts, Timbo Reed, and right there in the excited corner is... James Shramko. Jimmy, Jimmy the Shramko, we call him. How are you, mate? I'm good. I get called a lot of things. Shrammels, Shrakmo, Shram, Shrammy. Yeah, uh, and they're just the polite ones. <laughs> on this show. Yes. Hey, matey, I... Um, just before we hit record, uh, sensed a, a, a large amount of excitement in your voice, and I, I share some of the, that excitement. We've both been doing some really, um, some really cool stuff with small business these like small businesses these last few weeks. Well, you've been away in uh, you went skiing in Dubai, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I've uh, been busy running an event. So I'm partially excited because it's so great to reconnect i had someone email me yesterday saying hey what's what's the deal with freedom ocean and i'm like i am speaking to timbo tomorrow yeah so, yeah 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 so just, get off our back yeah so get, get off, off our back listener he's, he's off buddy it's fine yeah <laughs> and yeah. the second thing is i've just been uh really finding things just slotting into the the right path lately and i'm excited about everything from getting a new whiteboard which is always a reason to celebrate you're a simple man. I am a simple man. In fact, I took uh, two single desks out of my office and I put one large electric stand-up desk, which is just amazing. It's like the Mercedes-Benz of stand-up desks. Hey, I've got one too. Has yours got – let's play a little bit of one-upmanship with stand-up desks just to really piss any listeners off that think we crap on for too long before we get stuck into the meaty stuff. <laughs> Gee, that's rude, isn't it? Hello to all you listeners. Hello, listeners. Um, so tell me, has yours got drawers? No. Oh, well, there you go. I've, looks like I've won already. I have Oh, no, two. I would have thought I win for that. Not really. Although you're going, you're going. Oh no, the simpler the better, are you? I don't. I don't even have paper in my office. I've, mm. I, the only pens are whiteboard markers. Okay. Well, maybe the listeners can decide. Mine's got two drawers. Does that make mine better or worse? Don't know. If you were to, if you were to put your arms out, and I think I've got a bigger wing, wingspan than you, anyway, James. But um, have you extended past the width of your desk? Mine's one point eight. So. Oh, I don't know what the measurement is. God, well, trying well, to go that's, wingspan. That's six, that's six feet. It's pretty, pretty long. Yeah, it's pretty big. It's I think quite about fat that. as well, which I wanted. Right. I I did actually make a video about it in the store, and this is totally related to yeah. what we're talking about. When I, I went to the store to get some wheel casters mm. for my chair because I keep breaking them, and apparently that's because I'm using it on carpet, and you need those little oh, yeah. slider mats. So step one. When I was in there, I couldn't help but notice the stand-up desk with the electric button up mm. and down, and I loved it. I'm, I have to mm. have this. I desk. want one, mummy. Yeah, and I said, "When have you? When did you get these?" I'm like, I buy so much stuff from this guy. Mm. Really nice, expensive European chairs. Did you pull the old line out? Do you know who I am? I didn't. You know, like I never no. actually use that line, but I, <laughs> no, but you don't. It's uh, fun to think about. No, I didn't. However, he did say, "I remember you." He goes, what do you do again? And I said, I'm, I do stuff on the internet. And then, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, then we went into, you know, why aren't you telling people like me that you have stand-up desks? Because, you know, I walk in, 
I didn't know you have them. I want it. It's an easy sale for you. You should be featuring this. Make videos about it. Put it on your website. He goes, how do I do that? I said, this is how. I pulled out my iPhone, jammed it into someone's hands, hit record, and I did a product demo on the spot and then posted it to my blog that day and sent him the link and said, this is what you should be doing on your website. And what, what was his reaction? Well, he was bewildered. Mate, I, uh, I think people can't imagine that at the end of it, he said, wow, you're a great salesperson. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, he was fascinated with the whole, this guy's just come into the shop looking for casters and in about 15 minutes, he's bought a stand-up desk, made a product demo and and then whoosh, he's gone. And he it was just all a bit of, I guess, a shock. Mate, this is this is really interesting because I, I didn't know you were going to share that story but it is a it is a fantastic segue into the kind of core of what I want to talk about today uh, on the show and that is you've just run your your live event in Fast Web Formula 4 and connected with your tribe face-to-face. I'm in the middle of a project I'm doing for the city of Melbourne where I'm getting in front of 30 small businesses for three hours each face-to-face one-on-ones and I think, I don't know about you, but I'm astounded at some of the stuff that I'm sharing, which I don't take for granted. I know that small businesses aren't across this kind of what I call the new marketing landscape. It's not new anymore in my mind, but you know what you did in the store there with the video, getting it up on your, on your website the same day. I mean, it's really, I'm almost to the point now where saying that's how it should be. And it's not like, that's not kind of dream marketing anymore it's totally doable in fact i just just another story to contrast this it, exactly on topic yesterday i went to a google <laughs> did you notice how we justify we have to oh, before we, everything is, we say it's this, like as this is non-waffle here yeah, yeah, yeah i went yeah, to google right. yesterday for an engaged thing which is what they do for their agents which is effectively their resellers these are people who go out and deal with customers and set up adwords accounts and stuff now they want the resellers to sell more of their products, so they educate them. And there was, uh, there looked like about 120 people at this event, r- roughly the same sort of crowd as my event. And I went to the first one they did in Sydney a few years ago, and there was about 15 people there. So mm-hmm. they've 10x their audience, and the stuff they were talking about was your you know, the stuff we've talked about many episodes ago, like we are at the thin razor sharp edge of the knife compared to where the rest of the market is at. You know, they've, they've pulled out a a bread and butter knife and this is exciting and amazing for most resellers. So yes, we're so early in, in the curve and what I think that, I think what caused the bewilderment for my friend is that he probably didn't know that it was possible he'd heard people say use videos he didn't really know how he'd heard that it's good to use youtube but he didn't really know how and he certainly hasn't got to the point of putting anything like that on his website he's just got the standard sort of pictures and product descriptions so the faster that we can help business owners get to the end result the better and we do it through this podcast we do it through training and you know i think the exciting bit's still to come yeah yeah no very, very exciting, the fact that we are at the pointy bit. And um, it's amazing when you're there. Sometimes you've just got to be reminded and you get reminded when you get in front of the, the business owners that aren't doing it. I'm actually keeping a little diary or a little log book uh, in Evernote. of all the, it, I've got the headline, Insights and Observations from Spending Time with Small Businesses. And it's just stuff that's kind of 
making me go, wow, they didn't know that. And and I'd be interested to know what kind of insights and observations you got from spending time at Fast Web. And I'll open the batting by saying, well, I've got a whole lot here, so I don't know really where to start. One thing for sure is the amount of stagnant websites I'm coming across. You know, if we were to go back to basics, I'm just amazed. You know, like they show me their website and I say, when was the last time you updated it? And it's like five, six, seven years ago. I'm not surprised by that because even people who buy our website services or our traffic services, about half of them will not give us the things we need to be able to do the job that they have already paid 100% for in advance. Mm. So if people who have paid for something to get done can't give us information, imagine how reluctant a typical business owner is to put information on their website that they're not paying for and not motivated and not even thinking about. And that is the half of businesses that actually have a website because when I went to Google the last time, a few years back, half the businesses didn't even have a website. Well, 53%, so, apparently it's 53% of small businesses in Australia don't have a website. By the way, there was a lady sitting in front of me from Net Registry. Ah. So, there you go. Was that Karen? Mm, she's, I think she was new to the team, but she was ah. there getting the good info. So, oh, we love Net Registry. So, uh, not, not on this show, I guess we, we don't love it as much, but, but, but on <laughs> small business, right. big marketing, they're fantastic. Correct, correct. So, in any case, I think that uh, when I was preparing my content to talk to, to the audience who come along to the event, I drew back to my previous job and my general management role in the Mercedes dealership. And the thing that fascinated me over at least a decade of teaching salespeople was no matter how much down the track we got from hiring to several years in the job, whenever we drifted off the very, very basics, that's when things crumbled. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to the advanced thing where we were role play, role playing and videoing the sales process every day in the showroom. We would video a pretend sale and then play it back to the team every day. Now that is hyper advanced. That's like the the Tiger Woods golf instructor videoing his stroke and playing it back, or the the football team that they do this at professional level, which is where we got the idea. Now, the thing is, if we just forgot to start writing down the name and phone number of people who walked into the store and if we didn't ring them back, then all of that was a complete waste. And Mm. so my message is that the fundamentals are where we should focus and if we just get the basics right, like a decent website for people to arrive at and a way for them to contact you, you are so far down the track already. So far down the track. And and I find too – Small businesses, and I'm talking, I mean, the ones I'm visiting are bricks and mortar businesses. They are uh, tour operators, they are bookshops, they're fashion designers, and a lot of them have either not done anything to their website or haven't got a website because they're trying to complicate it. And it's like, don't complicate it. It's like, get a home page, get an about page, get a services page, get a blog, and have some way to con- for people to contact you and then update it regularly. You know, like that's it. And that's the, that was the theme of my event actually was to strip away everything that is not necessary. We, You know, we've talked about before our, our or your love-hate relationship with social media and mm. my hit-and-run approach with it, get in, get out, know what the job is. I'm saying the same thing for business owners. 4% of the things that the business owner is doing are generating 64% of the profit. 4% of the salespeople will be generating 64% of the sales. 4% of their their um, expenses 
are probably the 64% most important ones and the rest are superfluous junk. We need to eliminate, cut down and get rid of stuff and push things to the side and find those one or two things that are really, really essential and crank them up. Now, if you're in a retail store and you haven't got a website yet and you think it would lend to that market, do it. I was just reading from the PayPal newsletter. There's a local business where I live here that sells bicycles online and they did $3 million last year. They're in the fastest companies in the magazine feature article and Mm. they found a great little position where they could just take their whole thing online. They have just a warehouse for stock and then they send stuff out. They've got great risk reversal, like a 14-day test ride policy. Send it back if you're not happy. They've got free shipping. They send it out the next day. They're demolishing traditional bike stores, even though in Manly, where I live, there must be more bike stores here than anywhere on the planet. There's like you can't walk more than 10 stores without seeing a bicycle shop. But they've somehow gone online and just leapfrogged everybody just on that i I digress so hold that thought if there is any more to it but um we did have a listener asking for the best e-commerce solution and you you put it up as um big commerce and i've had a good look at shopify which seems also to be pretty good do you know is there big commerce is that something you've used my buddy ezra firestone is like the Uh, he's the e-commerce guru man of the moment because he's got this huge launch and all the big names are promoting him and he's He's my partner on the other podcast. Mm. He, he was literally sleeping on my couch the other day when he visited for my event. And he says big commerce is like a no-brainer, easy to roll, right. professionally good solution. Um, if you're going to go like mega high-end, apparently Magento is yeah. the duck's nuts. Can, can you um, – yeah. a great expression, duck's nuts, by the way. Thank you for uh, reminding me of it. Can you, um, can you integrate – can you embed – a big commerce store into your site or do people have to click out of your site and go to your big commerce store? No, you'd make big commerce the site and it, it'd build on that platform. What if you've already got a, a website for your business? It's like if you had a shitty little one-page HTML thing, you might say, well, I think I'll just rebuild it in WordPress. Like There's, a, there's usually a, a good case for moving your whole site to the right platform to get the job done thinking a few mm. steps down the line and not just about today. Probably mm. people are building on Band-Aids. Like, for example... What, so can I just be clear there? I mean, that's kind of a digression. It's but, not um, really because it comes up all the time, you know, uh, like WordPress. Everyone wants to, to make WordPress work for everything, but it's not suited mm. for some. And like uh, Ezra says, WordPress is not great for big e-commerce stores. So people shouldn't try and patch it up to make it work as an e-commerce store when there are solutions like big commerce. So are you suggesting that if you do want to introduce e-commerce to your business, then move away from your, let's say you've got a WordPress site, um, actually go and rebuild your site in big commerce and, and that's going to be your store, your blog, going to have your all your other information as well, yeah? If you're an e-commerce business, mm. yes. Right. What if what you're you not? Do. If you're not, then there's probably many things you could use just to sell a few line items like I use, Nanocast. You could easily set up a couple of products. Mm -hmm. But the more e-commerce you go, the more you're going to want the fully featured thing because then you can customize the look and feel. Mm -hmm. You can do stuff like those behavioral responses where people do a shopping cart abandonment and you can auto follow them up with the link to the last item they were looking at with a special coupon and all this cool stuff that Ezra was talking about. Mm. I'm going to um, add another one to my insights and observations from hanging out with the tribe is that 
you can i've been really kind of tiptoeing on eggshells when i go and sit with them for three hours and say you know from an online marketing point of view you could do this and this because i know that still there's limiting beliefs around it's going to cost them a lot of money they think it's going to take them a lot of time and it's going to be incredibly technical so i'm kind of i factor that in before i suggest what they do it's incredibly hard i find to get people to take action and i'm not i'm not sure that's our job as marketers but it does frustrate me because you know you know that you know i was with a fashion designer yesterday talking to her and she is made for video marketing like made for it you know she presents well she looks great she's got a visual product talks really well all that type of stuff she was excited by it but you know that next step of you know oh now i've got to get the camera and i've got to record and get an editor you know, there's, a, there's still a big gap there, I reckon. Yeah, well, I think don't have to work, walk on eggshells. I, I prefer the hairdresser technique, you know, the, that I was telling people about at my event. <laughs> yeah, what's that? Which Back when I had hair, uh, my sister introduced <laughs> yeah. me to this guy, his friend of hers. 30 years ago. Who uh, evidently was a hairdresser. And yeah. he, he just he sort of ran across the room screaming, at, waving his hands, going, who did this to you? And his point was my head had a problem. The hair was just not right. It was not cut well. You come tomorrow, I fix. And he made me aware that I had a problem. He was not mm-hmm. holding back. He was certainly mm-hmm. not on eggshells. Mm. He's not. He didn't just sort of sidle up to me, just gently say, "Hey, hey buddy, listen. Um, mm-hmm. I just couldn't help but notice. You know, you've got a hair out of place. <laughs> like, he's. How come he doesn't have a Russian accent when he's whispering? Uh well, okay. Here, buddy, you know. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> the the thing is, it works for him very, very well, and. I think this is one of the best takeaways that people have responded to me with. They've said, I, I've gone out, I've signed up six people using the hairdresser technique. And this is when you just say, screw the eggshells. I'm going to tell it like it is. Like um, the Clay Collins was there at the event. And just when we were setting up the slide deck, I said, Clay, it's okay to swear. And he's just his massive smile breaks down. He goes, F, really? And, uh, <laughs> and then he just just came out guns blazing uh, and he was able to just deliver his message in a way that made people sort of jolt and like, hey. Mate, you make another great point. Um, so I'm talking again to this lady yesterday, fashion designer. I She showed me a little bit of writing that she'd done on her Facebook and it was so her, the way she spoke, the way she delivered her message. She had a particular style. Then she showed me the copy on her website that she'd had written by a very well-known copywriter, you know, in quotes, and she'd paid for it. And it was marketing speak, right? And I just, again, insight from from hanging out with the tribe is give yourself permission to be yourself. When you're speaking to clients, when you're speaking from stage, when you're Mm -hmm. writing copy for your website or a blog, recording a video, don't try and allocute. Don't try and speak formally or be someone you're not. There's a whole industry of that. Making people who they're not. One of the feedbacks I got from my event, I actually, I stupidly do this every time. I I set myself up for disappointment. I say, how can I do better? And people say the most amazing things there. (laughs) Like that I always like, gosh, I should stop asking for feedback. But anyway, I also say, can you tell me, you know, how you found the event or whatever? One lady said, and this is highlighting this point, 
for the last decade, I've worked with and ran the technology aspects of publicly traded online companies that are very successful category killers. I personally learn more useful, effective, and easy to implement strategies, systems, tactics, and tools in two days at Fastweb Formula 4 than in the entire prior decade. Incredible fun, fantastic value, wonderful zany people. Rather large testimonial there, Jimmy. So the, the point of that is that an entire industry is out there who are not switched on to – they're not hip to what they should be doing. They're not having their own voice. They're doing corporate speak. They're doing bureaucratic uh, functions. They do things by committee. They hire design agencies who don't – I'll give you, I'll give you a simple ROI. analogy. I'll give you a simple analogy of that. You know all those funky email newsletter templates uh, you can get? That you can't read in your email box? That you can't read in your email box? See, if you're in corporate and you decide to choose one, and hello to everyone in corporate listening, um, you know, it makes you look good. It's like, hey, hey, boss, look what I've done. I've got this fancy new newsletter template and it's got colors and we can embed pictures and videos and all that type of stuff. But it completely doesn't represent who they are and it's done for the wrong reasons. Exactly. And if, if, if like we take my furniture shop guy, if he just made a video of the stand-up yeah. desk and emailed me a simple line or so that said, hey, James, we just got these things and it could give you an extra five years on your life. Check it out. And if you put a thumbnail of the video, I would click on that and I would watch it and I'd be calling him up and saying, send me one. I want it. Mm, mm. It's, it's like I rang him yesterday when I was at Google, I actually rang him up and said, could you please send me that whiteboard that was sitting in the corner there because I want to do some tutorial videos and the big, big whiteboard that I have doesn't, doesn't actually fit into my place. It won't, I can't get it up the stairs. So I got the next size down mm. and for a few hundred bucks extra, I was able to get the, the whiteboard and now I'm able to just dramatically improve my business. But it was only because I knew that it was there that I ordered it. Now, his mm. job as a small business owner is to make his best customers, i.e. me, the 4% aware of what he has and how they might be able to use them. Mate, uh, this is um, it's insane, isn't it? That whole uh, – we, we sold our house on the weekend, right? Another story. But um, now I'm looking to buy a house. So yesterday I ring six agents in the local area, of which there are 16. I rang six and said, I have money in my hand. I am ready to buy a house. Here's my brief, you know, and it will be interesting to see now which ones respond to that. I've had one call this morning who got, a, she listed something last night and good on her. You know, she's actively gone, okay, I'll ring Tim. But it was really interesting speaking to the others. It was almost like I was going with cap. The conversation felt like I was going with cap in hand to them as opposed to them going unreal, you know active buyer, money in hand, ready to move, all that type of stuff. Um, well, so that's, that is interesting. I mean, yesterday, the, the real estate agent that sold me my first property called me up. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed that he's doing videos. He does one a quarter, I think. Mm -hmm. He pays a company about 380 bucks. They come along with their camera and lights. They set up in his office. He films the newsletter video for the quarter. Yep. And... It's quite a professional doco sort of style. That's a good deal. It's a great deal and they, that's, they do it every quarter. So he's got a content creation schedule. That's the first point. Secondly, he's using video. He said, I said, how are the videos going? He said, 
people will not read emails anymore. They won't read the direct response. They love the videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is, I mean, the fact that he's ringing me and the, the property that I bought from him was at least 20 years ago. So he's mm-hmm. still following me up now for two decades. And the third thing that I thought was really interesting, I said, how's it going? And he said, I own three agencies now. He's got, he's got like Mossman, Northbridge, and Neutral Bay. They're like th- three of the most expensive suburbs in Sydney, and he's smashing it. So I mm. think there's a great correlation there between him going for uh, a good quality, rich media newsletter, him actually following up and staying in touch, and then mm. him being successful and having three stores. When I imagine there's countless real estate agents who would be scraping by to earn their 50 grand a year yeah. and then, then go on and do something that they're supposed to be doing instead of real estate. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. I'll give you another insight, Jimmy, that blew me away is that so many of these small businesses that I'm seeing don't consider what they have to share. Because once we have this content marketing discussion, you know, do a video, get a blog, consider a podcast, write a book, all that type of stuff, they go, but what I've got to say isn't interesting. And it's like, I, I hear this a lot. It's like because as business owners, they, get, they can get so bored or kind of um, attuned to what they do that they forget that their customers a, don't either don't see it, don't read about it, um, don't know about it. And the idea of sharing I'll – give, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. I, I saw this bookshop, a lady who owns a, quite a famous bookshop in Melbourne. She has a, a world-leading actor, Australian actor – so there aren't many, we can guess who it is, I won't say who it is, come into her shop often, often. And I was saying like, wow, you know, from a video marketing point of view or podcasting point of view, wouldn't it be interesting to interview that person and ask them about, you know, the top three books that they enjoy reading or have ever read? And then she said, we have lots of famous people come in here, you know, but she said, I don't think people would be interested in finding out what they like to read. And it's like, oh, wow, you know, you've got content popping out of everywhere. God, they, when you consider that there's magazines on the rack at the supermarket that are like fourth-hand snippets of a friend of a girlfriend's yeah, yeah, father's yeah, yeah, auntie's correct. uncle's babysitter yeah. said that blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, I think Straight that's great. Source. Yeah, amazing. Hey, um, I've got a confession to make. Mm-hmm. You know, what we're um, – you'll find a way of integrating this into the discussion. So yesterday I put the iPhone in the drawer and went and bought an HTC. And how's it going? Don't know yet. I haven't haven't got it. <laughs> haven't this, booted it up. Are you heading to Vietnam again? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> just in case some... I get it stolen. Yeah. So, well, yeah. okay. I'm going to integrate this into the conversation. Yeah, I knew you would. So when I was at Google yesterday, they were saying that uh, pretty much everything starts from the handset and then moves across multiple devices, and that. Uh, which I thought was really interesting. You have to make your website work on a mobile. That is oh, the, yeah. That's the point. Yeah. And that in a single day, 97% of people with a handset will start something on a handset and finish it on a bigger screen, either a tablet, a TV, or a desktop or laptop. Mm. That is fascinating. So they don't just stay on one device anymore. They are multi-screening, and that was the big point. Mm. So uh, responsive website is is now no longer a negotiable. It's no longer a negotiable because of Australia has such a high penetration of uh, mobile phone use, like smartphone use here. We're in the top few in the world, but even UK and USA is still 50%. And 
80% of smartphone users are using a multi-screen purchase path. Mm. So if you want to sell stuff, make sure they can start on a smartphone. That's the point. What do you say to – because, I mean, most, most, most businesses, I'm sure most people listen to this show, um, they won't have a responsive website. You can't just flick a switch on your existing content management system. You've got to move across – I'm talking WordPress here, but you've got to move across to a responsive theme. Is there any other solution? Well, no, it's just – you don't have to have a responsive theme. You could have a mobile site, the little M site that's just designed for, for mobile. So. Oh, yeah. Is, is that not kind of now? We, haven't we surpassed that? And it is about having a responsive well, no, theme? No, not really. I don't know. It's, it's we're really grazed to how many devices there are, like little you know, tablets and stuff. They're all different screen sizes. But the most important thing is try and have a look at your site on a smartphone and see if it's workable because – Oh, it's yeah. Um, fascinatingly, only 55% of businesses are using a mobile-friendly channel. And when you consider that uh, people are watching TV with another device now, and here's the thing, 75% of the activities that people are doing on their second device while they're watching TV are disruptive and in no way have a relationship with what is on the TV. However, 25% yeah, yeah, yeah. of it is complimentary. So most searches on an iPhone uh, started because they've heard something or watched something on TV, but half the people advertising on yeah, TV right. don't even have a mobile-friendly website. Google actually sat down and researched it. Mm. And one in 10 searches are triggered by television. So if you do have customers who are using <laughs> television marketing, they need to have a mobile-responsive uh, path that people can take because – uh, 59% of journeys start from a smartphone. Interesting. Not a lot of uh, small businesses are using TV, although out in the country they are, you know, out in the regions, out in the sticks. Just tell me, just that M site, because I am interested to get clear on that. It's like, so there's responsive themes that you can move your site across to. How do you how do you turn your existing site into a mobile? How do you create a mobile option? Well, there's, there's apps you can get access to the varying from free to paid um, one is called mm. Dada mobile or Duda mobile d-u-d-a mobile.com and yeah. you can make mm -hmm. a little phone friendly version of your website so that it, it basically sniffs the browser and if it detects a small screen yeah, size right. it will switch over to just a little it's just a simple navigation menu and for most people who are on their phone they're looking for a location or a phone number uh, or very simple information. You don't have to have crazy stuff. But you know, if you're doing mm. the stuff that I do, like I, I do responsive sites and I'm using video players and audio players that will play on anything and that's important. If you just use YouTube, that's a good start. Uh, then there's other things like Wistia that we love that will play on anything mm. and just make it easier for people to consume your information on whatever device they're using. And here's the other thing. The... The time on the device is determined by screen size. The smaller the screen, the less time they're on the device, but the more frequent yeah. they're, they're, they're on it. They're on the thing a lot more often, but for short bursts. And then there's another correlation between the level of action. If it's light entertainment or looking something up quickly, it'll be the small screen. If it's um, heavy stuff like mortgage selection or car finance or looking for a home, you're more likely to do it on a bigger screen like a desktop or a, a PC screen. Yeah, interesting. Uh, well, everyone's just got to get the, the mobile, the responsive website because uh, certainly um, when you are on the smaller screen, you're leading. When you say responsive, I've, I've got to just explain what that means for people. It means that your website will work on different screen yes. sizes and, and 
effectively what's happening is that your website is switching to uh, to show the website accurately for each screen size. So I think they uh, in the themes that we use, we're making about five versions of the website so that it can detect the screen size and then adjust to make it the best mm. fit. Mm. Correct. Hey, Jimmy, I've got to go up to town, mate. <laughs> Well, I think we've uh, had a great yeah. discussion today. Hopefully, we weren't rambling too oh, much we'll at all. We'll soon find out, no doubt. Um, <laughs> we'll be checking the comments. Now, I would love, listeners, if there is a topic that you'd like James and I to cover in an upcoming episode of Freedom Ocean, then um, by all means, go on and um, and uh, go to freedomocean.com and uh, you can leave us a voice message or you can send us an email. Very, very easy. Uh, and we respond to everything we get. And thank you to those, because we don't get an opportunity to reply in iTunes, do we, James? Because iTunes doesn't allow it. But uh, thanks to everyone who's left a a comment in iTunes, because we read them all and we appreciate them. And um, James actually makes a habit just before bed of a night time. He, um, he just goes and checks iTunes every night, every night uh, <laughs> around, around the world. The world. <laughs> Jimmy, uh, love your work, mate. It's it's always great to have a conversation. And um, listeners, if you want a bit more of it, you can go and uh, visit the archives at freedomotion.com. Until next time. Plus, if you prefer to read them, then we do actually make a full transcription of every episode, which is available for email subscribers. So just put put your email address on our website at freedomotion.com and you'll get the treasure trove of all the Mm. PDFs from every episode. Treasure trove, playing into the whole ocean theme. Could have been treasure chest. You get the treasure chest of every PDF. Love it. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Go and uh, go and play with your whiteboard. See, See ya. Thanks for diving into the Freedom Ocean with James Schramko and Tim Reed. You've just come that little bit closer to living the life you choose. Please keep in mind that the ideas, opinions, and information shared in the show are those of the hosts and do not reflect those of their past employers. And as far as future employers go, well, they're both pretty much unemployable. (laughs) 